0: And we are live. And
1: welcome to episode 67 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. It is the last episode of 2018. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County.
0: And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Northwest LA County. Just a reminder that we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. No, they
1: don't. And as the new year approaches, many people are making new year's resolutions for 2019. Are you one of them? Well, coffee can help you take uh, to help you keep them by allowing you to prolong your workout, maybe start your day off a few minutes with journaling, accompanied by a cup, a delicious cup of coffee. Um, It can even help you connect with others. Uh, Tonight's guest is Princess Choi, who will be talking to us about station rotations in math. I'm so excited about this one.
0: (laughs) I know this is going to be so exciting. So, Princess, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do.
2: Um, hi, so my name is Princess <laughs> and uh, I'm a high school math and computer science teacher at Paris High School. We're located in Riverside County in Southern California. Um, we're a Title I school, uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm also an AP computer science principals reader and um, I'm also a Casp 11th grade math rater. So uh, my hobby is indoor rock climbing. I'm really scared of everything in general. So, that harness makes me feel really safe. And so, I probably would never rock climb outdoors, but that's my hobby. And uh, during my spare time, I play piano for my son when he's playing his flute. And, you know, he's only in sixth grade, so he, he's very basic. And um, I try and think about, I dream about my perfect school that I want to start before I die one day.
0: Oh, that's, that is a very exciting and I, I feel you for the rock climbing. I'm also scared of everything. So the harness, that's the scaffolding for you, right? That uh-huh. keeps you safe and, and lets you take risks. Yeah, I love it. So um, you're going to be talking to us about station rotations, which I think a lot of people think are just for elementary school. But um, let's, uh, let's talk about it. What, what are the benefits of using station rotations in your right. math class?
2: There are so many benefits, but the first thing that comes to mind is how you can have one on one interaction and you don't have to set time aside from teaching. You are teaching and at the same time building relationships. Um, And so many things are possible just because you are in that small group setting. I could talk more about benefits, but you know, I, I would share more about that as we continue our conversation.
0: Okay, sounds good. So, take us through. It. You're you're a high school teacher. What yes. what do station rotations look like in your class? I can't imagine that they're exactly the same as you would see in um, in younger grades.
2: Oh, I really don't know how it looks like in the elementary school setting. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to compare it for you, but um, I have four stations, and each of the station has eight students in it. I have 36 students, though, in each of my classes, so I have one little group with four students, and they are the supporters, so they're kind of like my helpers. And the students stay in each of the stations for 20 minutes each, and I have 54-minute class periods, so that means that my whole, if the students want to go through the whole rotation, it's going to take... Two days, And so for me, on Mondays, Thursdays and Fridays, I have other things planned. And so station rotations come on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, so in one of this, I'm stationed in one station the whole time. And then one station would usually be uh, students working on problems themselves on an online program. Platform, something like Khan Academy. And another station would be where students all work together on the board. I would give them a problem. They would have to get up and write one step at a time, all eight of them, and one person would be recording the whole process. So that's a collaborative piece right there. And then we have one more where if I feel like I want to expose my students to something before whole class lecture, I would have them watch like a three minute or a five-minute video and have them take notes in their notebook. So that way they would have something um, that they can look at when I finally give them a whole class lecture. But the key thing is when they're with me, uh, because the whole reason why I started this because I wanted to make sure that students have one-on-one time me, and I can guide them uh, as they work through the problems. So uh, usually when they're with me, I don't do small group lectures because it's better to do whole class lectures. Um, Instead, what I do is I have them solve problems. But even if it's just one problem throughout the whole 20 minutes, I try and go really deep. For example, uh, with $15, you can buy three cookies if it's $5 each. And students, most students know that. But then when I asked them a simple question, question like, so then can I also buy one cookie? Would that be right? All of a sudden, they're confused. I don't know why, but <laughs> <they are. laughs> so just uh, things like that. Or we were talking about trash, and there's about 30 tons, uh, tons of trash that's being thrown away in the Inland Empire every week. And so students don't really, uh, cannot grasp what that means. So then I would ask them, how much do you weigh? Okay, so you're 120 pounds. So how many of you is one ton? they're like well i don't know what one ton is and i'm like okay let's play the guessing game what do you think it is and then we play the high and lows and so there's a lot of interaction going on in my group and that's the key thing so that's how it looks like
0: well i really love that and you're so basically you're getting one-on-one time with every kid every week which is such a luxury in a high school class yes But but i guess it doesn't have to be and you're exploring these math concepts i guess it, so for me, what it looks like, it, it does kind of look like elementary school. Um, but those
2: helper students, so what what exactly do they do? So the helper students have to do the exact same thing that all the other students do in their group, but then they just have a leadership role. So for example, if they're in that online platform group, they just have to make sure that everybody is online and, you know, help them if they need anything. And if they're in the video recording group, they would be the ones usually recording the whole video and submitting it through Google Classroom. So I'll be able to grade it. And if they're in the video recording group, then they just, they don't really have to do anything because they're just watching a video and taking notes. But some students in that group would always say something like, what am I supposed to do here? And that's what the leader is doing. They're just saying, hey, because Miss Choi cannot help them. So it is the leader's um, job to make sure that everybody in the group is doing their work. I understand. So how has this impacted your teaching? Oh my gosh. I have to say that it, the most important thing is that it changed my mi- mindset. I always feel uh, felt defeated when um, I walked into my classroom and I wondered why my students were not doing something. And seriously, it's very discouraging when you try and teach a concept and you realize all the different levels in the classroom. And I don't know who to cater to because I'm trying to teach the whole class and so with this station rotation I no longer have to stress out over who I'm going to focus on because during station rotation I have my eight students and because I work with them intimately I know where they lack um, certain skills and so I mean even if with Kevin I don't have to make sure that he understands how to solve inequalities but as long as I know that today, because he spoke with me, he understood how to add integers, that is good enough for me. So I would set small goals for each of the students that I'm working with, and I could actually work on them. And so this has been very empowering for me. So
0: you're, just to come back to a quick question, so do you divide up your students according to um, some kind of data, or is it just you just divide them so you can have fewer kids at one time
2: um so the first six weeks what i did was i handed them index cards as they walk in through the door and my point my goal was to just separate the friends So they would get to sit with different people. And after the first six weeks were over, I had them sit wherever they want so I could kind of investigate and who works well together and who doesn't work well together. Then I did a survey and based on that survey, I formed their groups and that lasted until week 12. After week 12, I used the randomizer. And so, you know, kids were randomly placed because now, by now at this time, everybody knows each other.
0: That's great. So um, to get back to uh, what we were talking about. So you talked about how it changed your mindset and it was very empowering. How, how did you get started with doing stations in your classroom? What, what made you change?
2: This is the negative part of our conversation where I really hated my job up until last year because um, up until last year, for the past three years, I was assigned an algebra 1B class and it was really sad coming to work and being excited when only half the class was on task and, and the other half was not. When Teachers or any, any kind of observer say, says things like, you know, when I come observe you into your room, I'm not observing you. I am observing your students. That scared me the most because I knew that if people came in and just looked at my students, I would be a failure as a teacher because less than half my students did their work. And I was really stressed out. I didn't know what to do. But I knew that whenever I feel defeated and I don't wanna to go to work, it means that I have to change something. And so after a, a CMC conference, I learned about line math. In the high school setting because i know elementary school teachers do it all the time um i decided to call my tectosa her name is Zitra lee and i was being really brave because i knew that she could come into my room and judge me because you know like we have reputations and i feel like maybe sometimes my reputation of me is better than what i really am and so i felt like this would be her coming into my room and saying princess is really crappy right but <laughs> I decided to be brave anyway, and I told her my situation, and I asked her to come in. I did my lesson, and surprisingly, she didn't judge me. I already knew that my lesson was a huge failure, uh, but she and I asked them how her how she felt, and she said, "Hey, I think it's really good that you're trying something new." And I said, "Okay, so I need I need some feedback on what I need to fix." And she said. Everything looks fine, but instead of doing it as a whole class, why don't you form little groups so they have something to work on in their groups and then you can bring them together as a whole class to do it on your clothesline. I'm like, okay, so that was the theme. Every single time I call her over, she would keep telling me groups, groups, groups. And then I would get frustrated because I'm me, one person, and there's so many groups and I wouldn't have enough time to go through all the groups. And so she was marinating me for this whole idea. (laughs) Of station rotations, right? And so one day she popped it. She's like, "Why don't you try station rotations?" I'm like, "What the heck is that?" And uh, at our district, we have Natalie Priester, and um, she is an English teacher. She's really big on station rotations. So um, that's that's what Dietra you know, introduced me to. And it was really hard for me to translate English into math, but I somehow did it, and I have to say, it's been working out great. Oh, that's that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, sometimes it takes us some time to get into those new ideas. So we have a few minutes left, and and I know that you get asked a lot of questions. So um, how do you how do you handle grading and
2: classroom management? So grading the first of all, the reason why I started Station Rotations is because of apathy and uh, because I felt a need to where I have to work with the students one-on-one. And because of that, when it comes to um, all the other stations, I don't really pay too much attention to them. I'm going to just trust that they are doing their job. But a lot of the students use that opportunity to not do any work, and that's okay with me because my focus is just my group. But I still have to keep them accountable. So organizing is a big thing in my classroom. I allow my students to use their notebooks on all the tests because I feel like I can't memorize uh, the volume the formula for the volume of the sphere right and so I wouldn't expect my students to either so I have them take good notes and so they could refer to it so that's what I do I have them do everything in their notebooks and then I put everything into the gradebook like the videos uh, that they have to record it goes into the gradebook Khan Academy goes into gradebook um, the notes that they take uh, after watching their video goes into gradebook and that's how I keep them accountable for classroom management I call home very often whenever something happens i go right away but when students are wanting attention from me i don't go to them right away i just sit in my station and i let them know you will get your 20 minutes okay but i will have to call your mom today and then i call and follow up with the parents right away and so that's how i manage my classroom and make sure that the students are accountable
0: i think that's that's the
2: sort of oh
0: that's the timer so um Wow, this was so much great information. Is there any um, thought you want to
2: leave the listeners with? Um, well, thank you so much. And I think you guys are awesome. Uh, but thoughts, I think we should, you know, when you get the lower level classes, I know sometimes it's, it's hard, you get discouraged. But just remember, it's not really your fault. All you have to do is change your mindset and try and do what works for you. And eventually, you'll be good for everybody
0: oh thank you that that's really good this was um very informative and now i wish i were like in a high school math class so i could go try this because it sounds so cool i'm gonna have to hit up some math teachers
1: (laughs) that was excellent so um Yeah, you've inspired me. So I think I'm going to have some changes in the new year as well. Um, So we want to thank everybody for listening and um, happy holidays to everybody and happy new year. Um, And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. And tonight's comment question for you is... Many people think that station rotations are only for elementary school, but Princess has definitely used them successfully in her high school classroom. So what technique have you used in your classroom that is not usually done with students at at the age level that you're working with? Um, And please join us on Monday, January 7th, 2019, when our guest will be Nicole Beardsley, and she'll be talking to us about HyperDocs.
0: Ooh, love HyperDocs. All right, well, thank you um, for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. Of course, we know you love the show or you wouldn't be listening. At least we hope you love it. Um, So please take a moment, if you can, to rate and leave a review for us on iTunes. It helps people to find us when you do that. Remember that we are always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms, so if you know somebody who fits the bill or maybe you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit our website at tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in 2019.